Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with Evangelist Chance Walters. If you are new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is Evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. Good morning, America, and happy Resurrection Sunday. I've got good news. He's not here. He's alive. I said he's alive. Jesus Christ has risen from the grave, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. We, the church, we have a reason to celebrate. And what I love about Easter is this. This is the reality. Millions I mean, millions upon millions of people all around the planet are worshiping God for the same reason. Jesus Christ conquered death, hell, and the grave. And that's what we're remembering the next few days. It's Passion Week. And I don't know about you, but zeal for God's house consumes me. We have Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday. The resurrection, the greatest event in human history. It's the crowning event in God's redemptive history. It's the cornerstone of Christianity. It's the core of the gospel. It's the guarantee of heaven. And I could keep going. It is the pinnacle of our passion. And over the next few minutes, I want to read the original manuscript of the first Easter morning and pray for you. But before I do, I want to give you a fun fact. Does anybody know when the first sunrise service took place in the United States of America? It was 1773. An early morning Easter Mass was held for congregants to behold the dawn's first light. And it was held in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, organized by the Moravian Church. Who would have thought the old Moravians? I'm telling you, their mission statement was, may Christ receive the reward for his suffering. Can you say that with me? He died for me. I'll live for him. So here's the Easter equation. Four Gospels, four eyewitness accounts. Matthew 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, He rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes was white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Don't be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus 
who was crucified. Verse 6, he's not here. He has risen just as he said. Come now and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples. He has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you the good news. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. And they ran to the disciples, and suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said, and they came to him, fell at his feet, and grabbed a hold of him. Mark 16, verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. It was very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise. They were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were perplexed. But he said, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. But he has risen. He is not here. So the place, come and see the place where they laid him. But now go and tell the disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Luke 24, verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that had prepared that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered these words. And when they came back to the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all of the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the disciples. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to be like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb in this moment, bending over. He saw the strips of linen laying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. John 20, verse 1. 
Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb, but they were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen laying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look inside the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it? You were looking for, thinking he was the gardener, she said. Sir, if you have carried him him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not take hold of me, for I have not ascended to the Father. But go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he said these things to her. Absolutely incredible. Four Gospels, four eyewitness accounts. The Easter equation. Jesus Christ is the only person to have his epitaph announced by angels. Think about this. Weeping women, mournful men, came to the tomb in which his lifeless body lay. It's true. They came to bury their hope and bomb their past. They came with a farewell speech to mourn and weep. And these defeated, deflated, dispirited followers of Jesus Christ were the only representatives of hope left for mankind. And they did not know what they were going to do. However, in this moment, they were met by angels at the tomb. We just read the story. And the reoccurring statement was, don't be afraid, for I know you seek Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen. What an epitaph. We've been to the empty tomb. 
twice on the outskirts of ancient Israel. And above the doorway to the tomb, you can read these words, He is risen indeed. Can you say that with me? Since He died for me, I'll live for Him. Friends, the resurrection is God's yes to the world's no. The world says, no, you can't live forever. The resurrection says, oh, yes, you can. The world says, no, you can't live optimistically and victoriously in the world with hope. The resurrection says, oh, yes, you can. The world says you can't be peaceful in pandemic. The world says you can't overcome addiction. You can't stay faithful to your spouse. You can't sustain a business. You can't lead a church. You can't provide for a family of five. You can't overcome cancer. You can't live a long life. Oh, yes, you can. This is the foundation of our faith. The resurrection of Jesus Christ shouts this reality that God has the capacity to correct life's inadequacies. The assurance offered by the resurrection says, and even shouts, there's hope. Can you say that with me? There's hope. There's hope for our heart this week. No matter where you find yourself in this moment, there's hope. Right outside of Colorado Springs, there is a road that winds through a canyon to the cave of the winds. I've driven the RV down this road, and the pass through which it goes seems to get more and more narrow as you travel and go. Tighter and tighter. The passage is known as the narrow path. As you draw near, every indication says you can't make it through. It's, it's crazy, but beautiful, but nerve-wracking, especially in the motorhome. It, it's too tight. Where am I going? Did I make a wrong turn? However, as you go through the last dip in the valley and on through the pass, there is a sign that states, Oh, yes, you can. A million others have made it. And this is the conclusion. Jesus just when life gives us an indication of having a hopeless end, Christ Jesus stepped out of the grave giving us an endless hope. You can make it. You will make it. Oh, yes, you can. See, you can make it. You will make it. Oh, yes, you can. I want to say it again. You can make it. You will make it. Oh, yes, you can. This is what the scripture says. Jesus Christ is the hope of heaven. Since the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead, when you take your last breath, he will raise you from the dead. Give your life to Jesus. He can do so much more with it than you can. And I want to say happy Easter from Chance Walters Ministries International. Or should I say, Happy Resurrection Day. It's time to celebrate.
And I pray that this week as we reflect Palm Sunday, the, the, the victorious entry, waving our palm branches in the sky, in humility, coming before the King of Heaven, crossing over into Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday. I pray that you would take some time to give God thanks for what He has done for you and your family because you will make it. Oh, yes, you can. Happy Easter, everybody. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.